I recently tried out something I've been putting off for months. Something I made countless excuses to avoid out of my own personal fears and insecurities, recording an hour-long podcast episode on the spot without much preparation. It was incredibly eye-opening, and I learned a lot. Seeing as this was a type of content I never really created before, I wasn't entirely sure how things would pan out. Podcasting is going to continue to rise in the coming years, and as entrepreneurs, I think it's important that we take advantage of audio content. Because of that, I wanted to share the personal lessons I learned, both to help you get off the ground faster and to avoid some of the mistakes I made during this first recording. 1. If possible, try this with a friend first. I was pushed forward with this because of a friend and student of mine, Mark Newsom from YouCanMarketOnlineNow.com. Honestly, this was Mark's idea, and I owe him all the credit for actually pushing me to go through with it. And to be quite honest with you, there's a good chance I'd still be delaying if the opportunity wasn't so perfect. Podcasting with the guests, unlike writing or doing audio or video by yourself, can make you feel a lot of pressure. My biggest fear wasn't the time investment needed to get this done. It was things like the following. Um, embarrassing myself in front of someone I respect. Wasting Mark's time and potentially losing the ability to collaborate with him in the future, which, you know, I'm sure he'd say would, is ridiculous, but, you know, he's just that kind of guy. Anyway, setting a poor impression on myself and, you know, other things like that. And it sounds pathetic, but I was actually shaking when it came time to start the recording. Throughout the process, I had to stop several times and recollect my thoughts before continuing on. Working with a friend makes this possible. If you're nervous about starting audio like I was, try it out with somebody that you can trust. Mark allowed me all the time I needed to reorganize myself and push on. After the first 15 minutes of recording, I already felt so much better. It also helped that he was a wonderful speaker himself. By the way, if you're running a podcast in the business space, I'm sure he'd love to be on it. 2. It really doesn't take that much time. Another huge fear I had about running the podcast was the time commitment. I'm working 100-hour weeks right now. Any new time commitment usually means that I have to cut attention somewhere else. Running three companies, I understand that I'm spreading myself dangerously thin. I was pleasantly surprised how quickly the entire process of producing the episode took. Overall, the hour-long episode took about an hour and a half to record due to, you know, again, pausing midway, um, along with the preparation beforehand. Editing took, let's say, another two hours or so, and this is something I will certainly pass off to an assistant once I'm doing this regularly. Lastly, I've taken some of the segments I particularly liked and repurposed them for social posts and future YouTube videos. This took about another hour. So all in all, about four and a half hours for one hour's worth of content. Three hours of that, you know, that time that was invested will eventually be outsourced. Now, I've got to ask myself, am I willing to give up an hour and a half per week to run a podcast with all the benefits that podcasting provides? You bet. Three, podcasting is completely different than writing. If this episode was any indication of what's to come, then I can say with certainty that podcasting requires a completely different skill set than writing. The fact that everything's on the spot makes things challenging. Not to mention, you need to deliver your message in a clearer, understandable manner and speak with confidence. I can't wait to listen back to this first episode a year or two from now, after I've had so much more practice. I'm sure the difference will be night and day. One thing that helped me was to think back to the first time I ever published written content online. Chances are, your first piece of content wasn't world-class. The same will likely be true with audio. While some people are naturally gifted speakers, this is a skill that must be built up over time. Embrace the idea that your first episode won't be that great. As long as you keep practicing, things will surely get better in time. 4. Run an audio test beforehand. I screwed up. It wasn't until I began the editing process that I realized my microphone was suffering from pretty bad electrical interference. You can understand everything I'm saying, but there's a static noise in the background that was very difficult to remove without also damaging the parts where I actually spoke. I thought that I was fine because I was monitoring my audio as I was recording it. I couldn't hear any electrical interference while I was talking. When I played it back, however, it was clear as day. A simple 30 second recording before I got on the call with Mark would have prevented all this. Now the audio quality will suffer due to my mistake. 
Even if you've used your microphone hundreds of times before, run a brief test before we actually begin your call. If it saves you even one time, it's worth it. 5. Your guest's audio won't be ideal. Invest in tools. Mark's audio wasn't perfect either, and this isn't his fault. As a host, you need to be prepared for whatever audio setup your guest is currently running. A while back, I invested in Isotope's suite of audio processing software. While I'm certainly not suggesting that you need to go out and drop $1,000 on audio processing tools right now, don't be afraid to make the investment for the right software if the right deal comes up. These tools specifically saved me literally hours of working on both of our audio, and it boosted the quality as much as it reasonably could. I asked Mark to record his audio separately, and allowed me to do so much more to each of our individual recordings. Some of the tools I used included Adobe Edition for general editing, and I also used their Amplify effects so our audio levels would match. Isotope RX-7, the tools I used were mouth to click to remove mouth noises, voice to noise to remove background noise, breath control to remove loud breaths, and their de-acid to remove the harsh sounds from the audio. Isotope Neutron 3 for EQ, compression, and their sculptor. Again, you do not need professional software to go very far with the recording. Just remember your guests will not have the same overall audio setup that you're used to, and this is something you have to account for. 6. You can truly learn a lot. One of the reasons I'm so excited to launch a podcast isn't for the business benefits it'll bring me, but the value that I'll be able to provide to my audience, and the value I will gain personally as well. When you bring in a guest, you have an incredible opportunity to tap into all their experience and expertise that they've gained over the years. You get to ask them important questions in real time, and shape your episode to extract the most amount of value from a potential guest. The episode that I recorded with Mark was so valuable for me personally, because he specializes in areas that I do not have much experience with. The content was centered primarily around viral word-of-mouth marketing strategies for brick-and-mortar retailers. This is a topic I had very little personal experience in. Because of the hour and a half I spent with Mark, I now consider myself to be much more knowledgeable in this area, and will be able to pass that knowledge forward to others because of it. When starting a podcast, do not focus solely on sponsorships or product sales. Remember that there is an immense amount of value in building a network and learning new information through your podcast. 7. There is little to fear. I'm not only a person to make excuses, but I gave myself plenty for delaying the production of this episode. Fifteen minutes in, and I began to realize that I had nothing to worry about. Like most fears, my hesitation was completely irrational. Most of the things I had told myself simply weren't true. As entrepreneurs, we like to hold ourselves to standards, and we try not to deviate away from them. However, it is doing what makes us uncomfortable that actually allows us to grow. If we continue to accept where we are now, we can never truly make it to wherever we want to be. You've got to stop and ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen if you tried starting a podcast? Maybe you embarrass yourself or you waste a few hours of your time and you have to just scrap your episode entirely. I mean, who knows, but honestly, that's not a lot. In the meantime, you'll continue to get better. Mistakes will become fewer and fewer. One day, just like any other skill, you'll look back and realize how far you've came. Considering the benefits that podcasting can provide, I would say that's certainly a risk worth taking. If you want to practice, I'm sure both Mark as well as myself would love to appear on your show. As mentioned in point number one, working with someone who's willing to let you stop and do things over takes so much pressure off actually getting started. I believe in you. Conclusion. Recording this first episode wasn't easy, but few things worth doing are. I've learned a lot in this one experience alone, and I have no doubt that I'll have many other lessons to share as I continue to practice with this. I'd love to hear what concerns and fears are holding you back from starting a podcast. I'd love to see more of my readers launch one this year, and I hope you'll get in touch with me when that happens. I'd be delighted to become one of your first listeners. And as always, if there's anything that I can help you with, you've only got to ask. To your success, James McAllister.